2: of God to one and all. Are you getting ready? Will you stand or will you fall? Listen Listen to the watchman on the wall. Listen to the watchman on the wall. Listen to
3: the
2: watchman on
3: the wall.
0: and gentlemen, this is Vincent Xavier, pastor of New Wine Ministries. Great to be with you today. I was feeling a little cold this morning, and so I put on my little hoodie, and I thought, well, that'll calm things down, and the background behind me today is kind of reminiscent of where I believe so many people are going to be going, and that is into the wilderness. And I want to take a little bit different of an approach today to where we are, and What is happening in our world, I always marvel at the integrity of the Word of God. It tells us so plainly the things that are going on in the world today. So I want to go to Proverbs chapter 1 today, and then I want to share a dream, a very troubling dream. And we've been praying and asking the Lord for dreams and for visions and impartations of the Holy Spirit and revelation and understanding and wisdom about where we are and um, had a very, very troubling dream last night. I'm going to share it with you and let you be the judge of it. But uh, before we go any further, I want to get to um, Proverbs chapter 1. So in Proverbs chapter 1, I'm going to start in verse 20 proverbs chapter 1 verse 20 the reason why i'm reading this is because i believe it details why we are where we are and what's behind the scenes okay so let's read proverbs 120 and gain a little wisdom it says in proverbs 120 wisdom cries without she utters her voice in the streets She cries in the chief place of concourse, in the openings of the gates, in the city, she utters her words, saying, how long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. Well, the first thing I want to talk about just for a moment is you simple ones. What is uh, the greatest preacher in the world who have ever spoken outside of Jesus Christ, Solomon? What is he actually saying? He's saying you naive. The word simple there is naive. And in the Hebrew, in the Hebrew it's the pethior, and it means silly. Seducible, seducible, foolish, and simple. So he's crying out to the naivety of the people and who are easily seduced. And then he says, how long will you love your simplicity, your naivety, your foolishness, your silliness, your seducibility, if you will. And then he talked about the scorners who delight in their scorning. And a scorner is a lutes. It's a lutes. And it actually means to make mouths at or to scoff and uh, the, uh, to be an interpreter or make a mock. Um, all right. So we have the mockery. And how many of you would, he says, on would continue mocking? And so in verse 23, he also talks about fools. And he says that this is the kesil. And the fools are those fat, stupid, foolish. Wow, what a definition. So the word of God is telling us that wisdom is crying out, but wisdom is is uttering her voice of instruction. But it's falling upon the ears and the minds of the simple ones who love simplicity, uh, the scorners who delight in their scorning, and the fools who hate knowledge. Okay, not too many people are going to get very far in that condition. In verse 23, wisdom cries and tells to those who are of such state, turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you, and I will make known my words unto you. This is the spirit of God desiring to communicate with people. And, you know, this idea of being simple or naive or seducible, is that not happening right now in the world in which we live? isn 't there a spirit of seduction running everywhere, seducing people and in their naivety, their unwillingness to think, and then they 're scoffing and they 're mocking and their foolishness they hate their true knowledge of god they 're just kind of going with the flow of whatever anybody tells them and um, it 's very silly, and there 's a very silly simple minded approach to what 's going on in the world today by so many, and the spirit of the Lord wisdom is crying out to the masses saying. I want to impart my words to you. I want to give you understanding and wisdom, okay? And I believe God has been doing this in our nation and around the world to as many as will. Uh, He's trying to communicate a message to us, right? And so in verse 24, because I have called, and here's what I believe is really happening in our nation. Because I have called and you refused, you refused. I have stretched out my hand and no man regarded. And God stretched out his hand in judgment. By the way, that's very consistent biblical theology that his hand is stretched out still. And it was always in the form of judgment. And it's because when God cried out, they refused. And that word refuse, by the way, we know what it is, basically, to refuse to listen, refuse to take heed. it's the ma'in. And it just simply means to utterly reject what I'm telling you. Utterly reject what I'm telling you. And so in verse 24, again, because I have called and you refused, I have stretched out my hand in judgment and no man regarded it. Nobody's paying attention. Why? Because they're simple. They're seducible. They're foolish. And they are silly okay, and scoffing at the things of God. We live in an environment where people are, this, this world is just like that. The minds of the masses, many of them are exactly in this condition. So God says, what I'm doing in verse 25, but you have set it naught, okay, you have set at naught, you put away from you, all my counsel and would none of my reproof. In other words, you didn't pay attention from 9/11 all the way to this day. You did not pay attention to all the reproof I've sent in your direction. You did not pay attention to uh, my call to you to repent and turn. And, I, and I'm speaking particularly about America, where on 9/11, 2001, the 911, the emergency wake-up call. Uh, this was a real, you know, sign to this nation: you're going in the wrong direction. You need to turn but we just haven't, okay? We know all about that. And then he says that in verse 26, and this is the hard part, but here's the truth. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear comes. And that's going to be the topic today, when fear comes, when fear comes. And God is saying to the nation, I will laugh. And that word there is the sokak, and it literally means to mock. It means to laugh in detraction, uh, to deride, to scorn. So when what comes? I will laugh at your calamity. And the word calamity is the aid, and it means distress burden. It talks about disaster, the calamity of a nation. It has the word and the meaning oppression, misfortune, ruin, and destruction. Mm, Pretty heavy. Excuse me. I told you I was feeling a little cold today. Anyways, God says, I'm going to mock when your destruction, when your oppression, when your burden, when your calamity, uh, when it comes, I will mock when your fear comes. And that word fear is the pakad, and it means terror. Now, isn't that interesting that God is saying that he is going to scorn, laugh, and mock a nation that scorned, laughed, and mocked him when terror comes? And we're seeing what's going on in Afghanistan. The release of the Taliban was thirty thousand troops, I guess just went to the uh into Taiwan from China um, and terror is going to be the terror card. We talked about that yesterday. Uh, that's the card. The wild man is going to be the card to release, okay so the releasing of the wild man who's going to bring terror and get ready it's coming and so God says, but he's going to mock it when it comes that word fear. Literally means dread, along with terror. It's the word apakot, and it means sudden alarm. Boy, was there a sudden alarm on 9-11, 2001, 911? That's an alarm, right? Well, sudden alarm, uh, dread, great fear, great fear. Now, God goes on to say in verse 27, Proverbs chapter 1, when your fear comes as desolation, and your destruction comes as a whirlwind. I believe there's a connection with a massive hurricane there, but I also know this is just a judgment. And when distress and anguish come upon you. So what I hear prophetically the Spirit of the Lord saying to America is that because you've refused me, rejected my counsel, mocked and scorned and derided everything I was trying to get you, to turn back to me through all the different um, judgments that I sent in the land to turn you back. Well, now your destruction is coming. Now your fear is coming, your calamity. Now your desolation is coming. And what is going to happen? I'm going to laugh at you. I'm going to mock. I'm going to stand back and let you endure this. And then again, it's coming as a desolation. And that word simply is the show. It means a ravage, a waste, a ruin. So something very powerful is coming. And then he said, uh, and your destruction comes as a whirlwind. The word destruction again is the same word as calamity. And then he said, the whirlwind, by the way, let's put that up there. It literally is the Sufa, and it literally means uh, a Sufa. It was a honeycomb overflow. Interesting. Oh, my God. See, I didn't know this. I just, I'm just looking at this for the first time. You know what the Hebrew definition for Sufa is? A hurricane. I'm looking at it on my screen right here. A hurricane. My God, we've been seeing this since way back when in June, July, just this understanding that God was talking about a massive hurricane. And, And here right now, for the first time, I'm looking up this word. And it is, the, the name whirlwind in Proverbs is Sufa, and it is a hurricane, the Red Sea, a storm, a tempest, a whirlwind. Very, very interesting. And it comes up with the definition of Red Sea, man. It's very powerful. All right, so now we have the hurricane. It's going to come like a hurricane when distress, and that word distress is the sarah, and that means straits, vexation, trouble, talks about tightness, uh, adversity, affliction, and then he uses the word anguish, not only when distress and anguish, and that word anguish is very closely related. It's a soak, which means um, constraint again, and it talks about um, troublous times, troublous times. Boy, everything the New Testament talks about, right? So he says when that all happens, when, when your fear comes... When you're, when you're terror, when you're sudden alarm, when you're, uh, you know, the, the dread, when it comes, I'm going to share a dream in just a moment, why we're going in this direction. Um, well, we actually set this up last night before the dream, but I think the dream confirmed what we're talking about. Again, another biblical, miraculous confirmation about the word whirlwind actually in the Hebrew means hurricane. Unbelievable. I mean, to me, that's Amazing. Well, then it says, when all that comes in verse 28 of Proverbs chapter 1, then shall they call upon me. So the nation will call upon God, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me, for that they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. So because the nation chose not to fear the Lord, they're going to experience another kind of fear. And that fear is being released as we are speaking. Again, I believe this hurricane that's going to hit the United States of America is going to spin off the coast of Africa out of Cape Verde, where the uh, Sahara Desert, the, the, the driest place, place in the world, and one of the hottest parts of the, of the world, and, and then the moisture coming from the south, Uh, are going to spin that hurricane. A lot of hurricanes come from there. I did a little research on that because I was interested. And so God is saying, you did not choose the fear of the Lord. So now you're going to experience another kind of fear. Now, we've seen a lot of destruction, earthquakes, hurricanes, fires, floods, tornadoes, a lot of that, but it really didn't strike fear like what is about to happen. There is a striking of fear That is coming as a desolation and a destruction upon the nation simply because we chose not to fear the Lord. And in our embarrassing pride and in our blasphemy, uh, not only did we turn to the Lord, we went further away from the Lord. You've heard us say it 100,000 times. So now God says, you're not going to find me. In verse 30, they would none of my counsel. They despised all my reproof. The Republicans, the Democrats, the left, the right, everything inside of you know, this, this kind of uh, way of thinking, both sides have really failed to fear the Lord and, and to project and to tell the truth to the nation that they needed to hear. You have on the left and right, every they're doing the same things. They just have different agendas to some degree, I think. Maybe they're all one. But none of them really produce the fear of the Lord. And not even the church pastors and not even the church preachers uh, provoke the fear of the Lord in the body of Christ in the church. And I think maybe a small remnant of a remnant have actually learned what the fear of the Lord is for their own personal lives. But certainly as a collective uh, Christian organizational structure of things, the fear of the Lord is desperately lacking. The nation of America is basically zero fear of the Lord. And so, he, again, they would none of my counsel. They despised all my reproof. Okay, so all my, uh, let's look at that word reproof here. It is rebuke. It's, it's the tukekah. And it means my argument with them, I'm chiding with them, I'm trying to correct them, all the punishment that I sent. Uh, all these things I've been trying to do to wake the nation up, the church up. Um, even the church has refused the Lord's reproof. And so he goes on to say, therefore, verse 31, shall they eat of the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. And that word there, devices is the saw, and it literally means their own counsel, their own plans, their own purposes, so they are going to suffer, and the thing that they did apart from the Lord is going to come back on them. Now, 32, for the turning away of the simple shall slay them, and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them, but whoever hearkens unto me shall dwell safely, and shall be quiet from fear of evil. Now that may just sound like words on a page right now, but I want to speak into that. I want to read verse 33 one more time. But whoever hearkens unto me, to the Lord, shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of the Lord. That simply is saying that whoever takes heed to the counsel of the Lord, who understands, who has the fear of God, they shall dwell safely. And that word safely in the Hebrew is the batak, and it means securely. It means a, listen to the definition. This is so supernatural to me. The definition of the batak, a place of refuge. Wow. Security. The feeling of trust, assurance, boldly, confidence, hope. Now, who is going to dwell in the refuge, in a place of refuge, safety, security? Who's going to do it? Whoever hearkens unto the Lord shall dwell safely and shall be quiet. And that word quiet there is the sha'an, and it literally means peaceful to be at ease, to rest. That is the environment you and I are are going to have to make sure is cultivated because the fear that is coming on this earth and the fear that is coming on this nation and again, to the mockers and the scoffers and those who would raise an eyebrow and say, I've all heard it before, you have no idea what is going to come. And I'm going to give you a small little example here in just a moment. Um, But again, let me just give it up now unless I forget it. If you're standing on a street corner, I want you to visualize this just for a moment. You're standing on a street corner and you're alone and it's kind of late in the evening. You're waiting for the bus at a bus stop. And all of a sudden, you hear a noise coming down the side of the street. You see about 12 to 15 members. They kind of look like gangbangers. You know, they, they got their bandanas. They got their tattoos. They got their baggy pants. They got their whatever. They're all together. And they're collectively coming at you and in your direction. And you don't want to be afraid, and you don't want to be concerned, but as they get closer and closer, you start feeling the ominous presence of these 12 to 15 gangbangers. You're alone at a bus stop waiting for a ride. And the closer they get, you start to, you know, smell the smoke, you hear the hate, you're hearing the language, and they're they're now eyeballing you, and they're looking at you, and they're they're kind of coming in your direction. Well, you may start to get a little bit panicked or a little bit afraid if you're just alone and by yourself um, and, and and this is coming. Well, I want you to imagine whatever you might feel if you've ever been in that situation before, um, you know, you would pray to God to be in safety at that moment, wouldn't you? You would pray to God to have a, a supernatural security around your life, maybe even minister to all those guys, right? Uh, maybe so. But for most people, they'll see that and the the panic will begin to stimulate right beneath their skin, and fear will begin to come upon them. And if the dread reality of their desire to destroy your life comes, I mean, that's a very fearful thing. Multiply that, not 12 to 15, but 12 to 15,000, 12 to 15 million.
3: Imagine
0: this kind of warfare. I'm going to share a dream with you in just a moment. Now, getting back to the last verse in Proverbs 1, Again, whoever hearkens unto me shall dwell safely, praise God, and shall be quiet from fear. He'll be at rest, be protected from it, of evil. All right, so that's where you want to dwell. The only way to live in that kind of safety and protection is to take heed to the the word of the Lord, to obey God's word, to receive his word. It will be a wisdom to you to do it. The foolishness in our country is that we have not paid attention, and so evil, this dread, is ready to be released upon our nation. And God would let you know that you can dwell in quiet, peaceful habitations, secure and safe in a place of refuge in Christ Jesus, being in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing right now is imperative to your life, and the way it begins is by the fear of the Lord, which is the beginning of wisdom, the fear of the Lord, which is the beginning of wisdom. Let me share a dream with you. Last night, we had a Bible study, and after the Bible study, I came home, and I put together the program for today, and in the program it said when fear comes now when i was writing that i had not read proverbs chapter 1 let me go back and just give you exactly what i wrote out here and i literally titled this when fear comes last night before going to bed and i wrote there are, okay i just wrote a little bit about the atmosphere It's just kind of a common thing i've been doing but In my spirit, this was what God was saying to me. After this wonderful Bible study about the holiness of God, we studied the holiness of God and how we're to be holy. So I came home. I was feeling great. And again, when fear comes is what the Holy Spirit said to write. So I went to bed last night, and I had this dream. I had this dream. And then when I woke up this morning, and I came five minutes before coming live on the air, I was thinking of a scripture about when fear comes. And so I typed it in and it took me to Proverbs. And I'm reading this story that's confirming the hurricane. That's, you know, it's confirming just everything we've been talking about, even a place of refuge. And so I know we're on track. And then let me share the dream with you. So last night in a dream, there was a, uh, an environment and things were getting hysterical chaos was breaking out and a young man that I knew kind of wanted to step into the environment and get a little, you know, rowdy and get a little wild. And in the very next moment, when this, this young man was trying to get rowdy with what was going on and just, yeah, let's go. uh, He was wiped out. Literally, I saw him sitting with his head in his hands and he was so broken. and, And I mean, he just got whacked. And then immediately I saw, and I'm going to be very honest, okay? This is what I saw. I saw young black men everywhere. They were in a Capitol building or some kind of governmental building. They had taken it over, and they were just hands-up violence. And then they released everywhere and were hunting people down everywhere. So, I noticed the fear and the dread and the panic. I actually woke up feeling, oh my God, I could feel that dread of what I had just dreamt. And I remembered something that my pastor said many years ago that in the last days, and he passed away in 1991, but he did share this, that there would be a racial bloodbath in the United States of America. My pastor was in the CIA before he was a pastor and he did a lot of stuff and he knew some things And he said there would be a racial bloodbath. And then, of course, coming to get to know Dmitry Dudeman, he talked about a civil war breaking out in the United States, and it would begin between the blacks and the whites, a racial war. I dreamt this racial bloodbath right now. Now, I think it's on the heels of the release of the Taliban, and I don't know how they're going to play that up or play it down. Time will tell with the propaganda machines do with what's really happening in Taiwan, in Afghanistan, and how it's going to ignite fires all over the country. Only time will tell, but I can tell you this by everything that's happening here this morning, by the spirit of the Lord, that this environment, the powder keg, man, if if we have seen little minor explosions, this thing is about to blow, and the violence of what's coming from the young black community and others. This is their moment of critical race theory. This is their time of, you know, everybody that is white is a racist and all that stuff. That rhetoric is forming what's ready to happen in the streets of America. 2020 was a preview, we've said it for a long time, a preview of the destruction that's going to come upon this nation. And when you feel the dread and the terror Uh, and the violence of these things, it's very powerful, and I just want to thank God today that through Jesus Christ and taking heed to his word, I know that we're in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing with the right people right now in a place of refuge, in a place of quiet rest and safety, and I thank God for that reality in my life. I don't know where you are, though, I don't know where you are in your heart, in your mind, in your thoughts. I don't know. But I do see in a dream a racial bloodbath that's ready to happen in this country. And it's all been stirred. It's all been stirred. And it's not just that. It will be, comp- be complemented and adjoined with Islamic terrorism, sleeper cells, terror cells, domestic terrorism. You see, it's all going in the realm of fear and terror. And that card is about to be played strong right now because they have to break the United States of America in order to fast forward their agenda. So the war is coming. And while we're fighting the racial war in America, then the outside nations, China, Iran, Russia, and whoever else is going to align themselves and betray whatever trust there was between these nations, there is going to be this all-on biblical reality of this nation being broken and out of the ashes is going to rise globally around the world. A new order, which China, Russia, and Iran are already saying is happening because of America withdrawing out of Afghanistan, um, which is probably the Ezekiel 38 and 39 war. Typed in a little bit, tap it into the Revelation 9 war folks, this thing is ready to go hyper any moment now. That's how, when you're in the spirit, everything's happening right now. Okay, but I don't know when we're going to see the actual release, but I dreamt this terror. Why? Why is it all so set up so perfectly? Why coming home after teaching on the holiness of God, writing, when fear cometh? I knew something by the spirit. Why having a dream about this terror? Why waking up and typing in when your fear comes, and there's Proverbs, which confirms the hurricane of violence, like, like a hurricane. I believe in a physical, actual hurricane coming, but also the speed and power and ferocity in which this evil is going to hit our nation. There's no turning back. There is no turning back. We've been saying this since 2003. America has crossed the point of no return. It is the truth. It is the truth. And all this conversation, now the people that are saying um, there was an election fraud and we believe that Donald Trump is coming back, now Homeland Security has designated you to be a potential terrorist, a domestic terrorist for believing that Donald Trump is gonna be reinstated because you basically are calling for the revolutionary to lead the revolution, okay? This is all on Homeland Security and in the news, the the mainstream news media. Also, if you have anything to say against the COVID-19, you are a potential domestic terrorist. And there's more to it. I have a friend with me right now I wanna talk with on the telephone line And it's our brother Don, and I just wanted to kind of clear some of the air of what was happening. And Don's going to speak into this moment, and we always enjoy having him on the broadcast. So let me bring in our brother right now into the airwaves. Brother Don, God bless you, sir. Welcome to the broadcast today. How are you doing?
1: Just fine. And how about you, Pastor?
0: Well, I'm doing good, but I'm pretty awed and amazed about how the Holy Spirit is leading these last 12 hours in my life. Uh, talking about the fear that is coming. Do you do you bear witness to that?
1: Uh, not in me, and really not in you. But I got to tell you, uh, for the unsaved, the one who are are not trusting in Jesus, and they're not listening to the Holy Spirit, I'm afraid for them. <laughs> As for us, we're we're in perfect peace because of the promises of the the word of God. But I truly am, I can feel the fear in, in others that do not have the security that we have in Jesus Christ.
0: Hold on, Don one second here, Don, hold on one second. I have to adjust something here. Uh, I apologize. Let me get over here. Let me get your voice on here quickly. And there it is. All right. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Don. Let's start again. Um, You were saying that you, myself, others um, that are walking in the fear of the Lord are not afraid right now, but you do fear for others. Go ahead and speak into that.
1: Yeah, it's kind of heartbreaking for others, really, uh, because we have the spirit of Christ in us, and we we have his heart, and so we can feel his heart. And um, also we have the spirit of truth in us through the Holy Spirit because of that we can see what's coming in the spirit and indeed what is already here. So we walk in, not ourselves in confusion, but we walk in a world that is totally confused and fearful and increasingly so and to where it will become tyrannical to them. And then they're going to do things that they would have never thought they would ever do to each other And even to themselves. And, uh, it's gonna be terrible. It's gonna be a terrible thing to witness. So we have to keep, we have to stay close to the Lord, stay in the Word, and keep our peace. That's most important right now, to keep our peace. Because we're gonna be witness to things we never dreamed of. And, uh, that's where it's at.
0: Yeah, babe, it's back on the air. It's okay. Yeah, they can now. Sorry, Don. We're getting instructions from the control tower upstairs.
1: That's a good She's control, by the way. Very effective control tower, too, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, you can say that. <clears>
0: That's <throat> good stuff, man. Hey, Don, you were going on, and you you've been a police officer. You have seen some pretty incredible stuff, you know, military, Vietnam, Uh, all the things you've been involved. You've seen some pretty gruesome stuff, but the things that I believe that you're talking about, we're about to see in this nation, how, how is it possible that that will be transcended? Is it just because of the multiplicity and the, 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 the more volume of it that's coming? What makes this moment more dreadful than things you have seen for a very large part of your life?
1: Uh, probably based on some of the things that I've seen and, uh, in other countries, and I've seen uh, what authority does to people. And uh, a lot of it's very, uh, it, it, when, as a young man, it terrified me. It really did. It made me uh, very afraid. I, you know, I would never confess that externally. But I thought, what? Uh, you know, it's like a, a culture shock, you know. You see it, and you're part of it, but you just can't understand how it could be the way that it is. That's what's going to happen here. That is what's happening here right now. People are very confused, and when people are confused and fearful, they're easily, easily led or pushed in a certain direction, and that's what's happening now. I It's kind of like a cave in, you know. You ever see something cave in? Well, first it caves in a little, and all of a sudden it caves in a lot, and that's always just completely rains and caves in. That's what's happening in our country. We watched it slowly cave in, and now it's caving completely in, you know, to where it's there's nothing left. And that's what's happening with us right now. And uh, uh, it, we're seeing it here. We're seeing it in other countries. A lot of it's planned. I mean, let's face it. You know, the New World Order motto is out of confusion. uh, uh, Confusion is the order of the day for the New World Order. And uh, out of confusion comes order. So that's what they plan on doing. They plan on instilling order on us Mm -hmm. by confusing us and terrifying us. And that's what they they, uh, have done. And it's an old story. It's historical. There's nothing new under the sun going here. On here, the only difference is the hand of God has been removed from the United States, except for select, unique areas. And because of that, uh, the judgments of God have come upon us. Uh, the number one judgment. That God has for His people who rebel and turn against Him are is that they He turns them over to their enemies, and that's what's happened now. Our enemies are in charge of our government. It's been a slow process. It's like a rope that's been tightening, but now they're all in place and they're warring against our people. And the worst thing about it now is the our people are the enemy of God. They have made themselves the enemy of God. And the way they live, the way they think, they reject God's rules. They don't want anything to do with God. They want to be God, and they want to worship other gods that have nothing to do with, with the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so you have all this dynamic swirling around like a tornado. And it was mainly caused by the rejection of he who made this country so great and founded this country, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. To me, that's indisputable. One of the main reasons he founded this country and prospered it was because this country has been key more than any other of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ throughout the world. Now, it's almost done. So, because of that, and because of the inevitable thing that's happened uh, throughout history to our society and to any society, now the judgments of God have come upon it. There's nothing... It's that simple. There's nothing here going on. It can't be easily understood if you're willing to face the truth. And now, uh, because of our enemies being turned, being uh, put in power over us now, constructively, they have murdered half the American people, thing that they call a vaccine. Uh I've done a lot of studying on this. It's not a vaccine. I, I even hate when I hear it. I uh, hear it's more like what they call a clot shot or a death dart or a murder-death-kill shot. It's just designed to murder you. And it's become mainstream. Our enemies control the media. Our enemies control the seats of power. And now they're going to make you take that shot if they can because they want to eliminate you. They wanna eliminate you because our country's been, been given to other countries, which is the main one is Red China. And uh, our enemies are in the gate, they're all over us. And uh, as Christians, we have to accept the reality of that. We have to resist spiritually first and uh, and we have to defend our families. And it's just that simple. We have to go through this. Unless, of course, we get raptured. I'm all for that, man. How about you? You ready to get raptured? I'm ready. Let's go. I'm ready. I know. (laughs) But I don't think it's going to be according to what we want. I mean, uh, in effect, we're already uh, raptured in the spirit. I mean, we're destined. uh, We have the Holy Spirit. We have protection. We have power. We don't realize the amount of protection that we have, we don't we don't see it, we don't uh, we don't feel it, we're not aware of it. But there's angels all around us, and really, and, and I got to tell you, in, in my personal case, I've witnessed that to uh, degrees, to supernatural degrees, uh, that I'm convinced it's no longer even debatable. You know, I don't have to see it; I know it's there, and it's exactly. the same thing with all. Same, same thing with all of us. So we have to realize we have that. But what's going to be the hardest thing for the, the true born-again Christian to do is to witness what he's going to witness in society, in this society and the world, and at the same time, try to do the will of the Lord. Try to bring that one more person into the kingdom. And that's going to be an opportunity for us to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ at these end-time moments for our country. Now, where it leads, it's okay, because you know what? Uh, The Lord is in front of us, to the side of us, and behind us. So where it leads is where it leads. So there's nothing to worry about. Uh, What concerns me is the heartbreaking thing that I see it's going to happen and is happening to others in our society that don't understand. They don't understand what's going on. And uh, they're going to get really base. Humanity is savage. It's savagery. It's barbarian. And uh, that's what we're going to see it degenerate into. And a lot of it's going to come against us. Got to be ready for that, but the most heartbreaking thing it's going to be for us is witnessing it as we are now, you know, but it's going to get a lot worse. So hang on tight. We're in for one heck of a ride, I must say. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And you know what's so amazing about this conversation is that it is a biblical reality. We're not just looking at the world events and, and being without knowledge and wondering, gee, why is this happening? We actually have the truth that is revealing to us why things are happening the way that they are happening. And everything that's being played out is in the Bible, which I find to be absolutely extraordinary that a book that was written 2,000 years ago beyond that um, is, is detailing the absolute truth of our day today. Uh, Don, there was a time there was somebody that once called uh, this planet a prison planet. And in a prison planet, uh, the prisoners are there, and then in any local prison, there are something uh, something that's called a lockdown. And that lockdown is when there's something they need to get everybody into their cells, they need to get everybody into their cages, you know, uh, shut the doors, uh, we've got to deal with something here. So it's a lockdown. Is this a moment right now that America will witness? Maybe like Sydney, Australia, uh, the, the reports that we're hearing is another lockdown inevitable from your perspective upon this country?
1: Um, I don't see how it's uh, avoidable. I think that's the plan. Lockdown is breaking. I work. Uh, I work corrections for years in a county jail, and uh, it was a new county jail. And because of that, they wanted to impose new rules. And one of them was, uh, there's probably about 350 guys in this jail. And one of them was, is they kept them locked in their cell twenty three hours a day. They let them out one hour a day to walk a thing called a range. And they threw a mock bucket in there and it says, here, keep your cell clean and all this and that. And then right back into their cell, single man cells. And what I noticed it did it led to insanity because you know, men aren't supposed to live like that. And it was a breaking. It broke them. It broke them mentally. Uh, it went to a stage, but uh, stages, different stages. But eventually it just warmed down to where they were like, you could almost say they're in a vegetated state. And see, that's what they're trying to do to us. They want to break us so that they could come in and do anything that they want to do. So when we see, uh, UN peacekeeping troops and the former Red Chinese in our streets, going door to door to take what they want or to impose whatever rules. Um, instead of fighting them or resisting them, we go okay, because we're broken now. That's what they're trying to do to us. It's a, it's a technique. It's a form of uh, it's a form of warf- warfare. Really, uh, look at any uh, country that's ever been sieged by another enemy. Well, it's a slow thing where they deny food, they keep them confined, they, can't, they don't let them walk around until eventually when, they're, when their oppressors do come in, they're almost happy because they think they're going to get freedom. But all they're going to get really is death because that enemy has no real need for them and it wants what they have. So this is, this is what you're saying here now, <coughs> the form of warfare. Yeah, mind control. Mm-hmm. mind control. Mind control. It's been going on for for some time. You know, what the main conduit of that is that television. I mean, everything they want you to believe, they flash it to you continually on that television. That's why I don't even watch it anymore. I might watch a History Channel or, anything. but even then, you got to watch the commercials. You know, it's like, come on, you know, it's it's not good for you. It's very unhealthy for you and the enemy uses that because they have control of it to, to get you the way they want you to think. The Nazis did the same thing in World War II, and uh, it's the same thing. They gave uh, radios, uh, shortwave radios, uh, uh, to uh, all, the, all the German citizens, to every family, and the citizens are saying, "Oh, this is great! You guys are great, man! You're giving us radios, man! We can listen to radios, we can listen to programming and all that, which was big, you know." And uh, the Nazi says, "Okay, the only thing is, though, you can't listen to Radio Free Europe because that's propaganda. <laughs> it's the wrong kind of propaganda." Radio Free Europe told them. Told, uh, the world, and Germany, what was going on in reference to the war. And the Nazis, that was poison to their effort. So they said, you can't listen to that. And if you do listen to it, if we catch you, we're going to execute you. That's how serious we are. And anybody there. Then you see these old World War Two movies of these German uh, Soldiers driving around with these radio trucks, these big dishes on them, driving them through the ghettos. These dishes were listening to who was tuned to Radio Free Europe. And as soon as they found the house that was getting a transmission from Radio Free Europe into their little uh, radio set that was given to them, they would storm into that house, take the whole family away. And this is how They dealt with resistance. This is how they made people subservient. You do what we tell you to do, we'll be nice to you, and we'll give you really really nice stuff. But it's only to manipulate you and use you for their cause. And the same thing is going on now. You might want to call it Nazi techniques. Well, yeah, you could because, you know, I ain't saying they invented it, but they sure monopolized on it. And they sure use it on their own people. That's why when you see these, uh, these scenes in Berlin in the early uh, years of the war, War, everybody had their hand raised up to Hitler. Remember that? I mean, thousands sure. of people. Heil Hitler. Well, there was a reason for that. It was pledging allegiance. And then they would watch who didn't have their hand up. And, buddy, you had big problems if you don't put your hand up. I mean, if if they would come to you, it's because you couldn't raise your hand because you're a cripple. Otherwise, come on, you're getting on the bus here. And that's how they kept their people subjugated and brainwashed to the point that they did. And uh, the German people, oh man, did they suffer after that when uh, the Russians uh, come in there to their country? And uh, it was horrible what they did to the population. Mm. And the German people, I'm not saying they were innocent, but you know what they were they lost their innocence when they decided to go along with that. I mean somewhere deep down inside of them, they were going, uh, this guy's crazy, he's wrong. I mean, we're eating now, we're getting bread at economies, I and mean, we're getting against stuff, stuff given to us, and that's good, but uh, what's the price here? Definitely a price, and boy, did they pay it at the end? They suffered horribly. Yeah. yeah. Now the body, not in the body of Christ, the body of Christ has a problem right now because they're they're starting to believe the brainwash. I'll give you an example. I'm, you see, I'm getting real chatty here, but I, I'll give you this one example. Uh, I had a woman call me the other day, uh, a Christian Christian uh, girl. She's getting ready to have a a baby, and she uh, wanted to send me pictures of her baby, wanted me to pray for her and all that. And I hadn't seen her for probably two years. So uh, I asked her, I says, "Uh, have you taken that that, uh, shot? And she goes, no, I'm thinking about it. And I says, listen, don't do it. It's not what they say it is. It's going to kill you. And I gave her a little of information, I said, listen, whatever you do, don't take it. I said, now, did the people in your family take it? And she goes, no. They're thinking about it. I said, tell them don't do it. Do whatever you do, don't do it. Research it for yourself. Don't listen to the brainwash. Research it for yourself. If you're going to stick an experimental drug in your body, you don't even know what it is. Don't do it. There's enough information out there. I should tell you now if you do it. I mean, it's just because you, you just. So anyway, uh, <clears throat> I get a text from her mother uh, the next day. How dare you tell me or uh, how, how dare you tell my daughter that I'm going to be dead within two years? And I, had, I did say that there's enough research showing that if you took that shot, you're going to be dead within two years. It's going to turn your immune system against you with this spike protein thing, which they lied about. And uh, I said, look, if I would have known that you had taken a shot, I never would have said a word to her about it because it's too late. And she says, well, you have to have faith in God. I prayed for three weeks about taking that shot and I felt the Spirit told me it was okay, and that's why I did it. Well, (laughs) there's no way that the Holy Spirit's going to tell you to take an experimental uh, gene therapy shot and put that foreign synthetic substance in your body. He's not going to do that, and I know that. But she wanted to believe that the Spirit told her that, like it was going to be okay. And then she says, God will protect me, and I'm thinking... Holy smokes. I mean, if if someone tells you there's a minefield out there, unless you've got a definite reason for walking to that minefield and risking your life, if you walk through that minefield and get a leg blown off, uh, did God tell you to go through that minefield? You know, I mean, maybe he did. I don't know. I, I couldn't really argue with what she was saying. But there's no way I'll believe the Holy Spirit told her that it was okay to take that shot. She's wanting to believe lies to conform to society so she can keep her job. That's all that's going on. And you know what I say? Let them fire you, you know? You're going you're gonna to put something in your body just because you can keep your job? But see, that's what it's coming to now. And the body of Christ is falling subject to this thing. And I'm seeing it all the time. And what they're saying is, well, God will protect me. No, he'll protect you if you do the right thing. And the right thing is not to do what evil man wants you to do. But see, that concept is being, being, uh, it's being uh, faded away now. It's being, uh, that lie is being accepted. Uh, I think God is very simple in the things he says to do. I don't think there's any problem really with you understanding, because he wants you to understand. But if you, if you, if you compromise with man, you know, I think the Bible says that uh, a friend of the world is an enemy of God. You know, you can't, you can't go with man. You have to go with God all the time in everything. Uh, if not, you're subject to the snares and devices of Satan and man. And unfortunately, man is pretty well tuned up with Satan right now. They're running together in a large degree.
0: Don, you have, you know, broken loose. You've, you've created a lot of ideas here and the things we're talking about and very, very precious pearls uh, that are being shared. I want to address one other issue um, before we start, you know, moving forward forward, and what I have in my spirit right now, and and I think people need to start thinking um, and getting some real wisdom from God, how they're going to address this moment, approach this moment without fear, Um, but there is a wisdom, there's a strategy from God in heaven to show us how to walk through this moment. As you said, we're going to have to walk through it, Um, but I'm, I'm focusing, as you were talking for a few minutes ago, I was thinking about what's going on in Afghanistan, and I was thinking about the Taliban. You know, this is the this is the new thing that's going on right now. And uh, this is what I heard in my spirit. The wild man released um, out of the cage, off the leash. This is a sign to terror cells around the world to unleash their plans of violence everywhere. And what I was seeing in the Middle East and Afghanistan is, The Taliban has been pretty much under occupation. It's been under control. It's been in its cage. It's been on a leash. It hasn't been able to move the way it wants to. Now that the restraint is gone, now comes the release and the wild man, Ishmael, the wild man, the Islamic world today, uh, that wild-eyed frenzy of breaking out of the cages off the leash running wild, that's in their DNA. That's what they do. But I see that as a sign to Muslims all over the world who have been patiently waiting for their moment, and I expect now that the lockdown of uh, some and the release of these is going to produce the environment that we're talking about today. Do you? Uh, does that resonate with your spirit at all?
1: Yeah, in Afghanistan's uh, case. Uh... I saw Trump talking last night on television and he says he kept these guys in check uh, with force. And I tend to believe that because men like that are only controlled by force. That's the only thing they respect, they're barbarians. And they got a long history going back thousands of years with Saladin and all of that of them being very barbaric. They cut off heads, they cut off hands. And if you you listen if you listen to their ideology, it's very effective. Uh, if they don't want thieves in their in their country, and if you get caught, you got your hands cut off. Guess what? There's not going to be a whole lot of thieves. Uh, if you go against them, and betray them, and they lop your head off, well, you know, there's not going to be a lot of traitors. See, that's how they control uh, society. Uh, the Taliban had knocked that, that heroin uh, crop almost into non-existence when they took over because they don't like drugs. The drugs destroy their people. We got in there. We built the heroin crop up 600%, and we put U.S. soldiers guarding it, telling them that you have to guard it so the warlords won't get it. Well, come on. (laughs) Now, I went through that overseas in what they call the Golden Triangle, And uh, I was on a base where the CIA was flying that in and out of there. And I was real mad about it when I found out about it. I was devastated because I'm thinking, here we are protecting this base at night, risking our lives way out there, and for what? So these guys could fly heroin in and out of here, uh, the Golden Triangle? And our government was uh, complicit with it. I mean, there's a lot of documentation about it. There's a book called The uh, Politics of Heroin in Southeast Asia by Alfred W. McCoy. He wrote a book when I was there, and we even got a whole copy of it. We were real mad, real, real bitter about it, you know. And uh, that's all I can say. And see, and see the, the, the uh, troops over there right now, they were guarding that heroin. And who was it going to? It was going to higher-ups in our government. You know, probably, uh, I mean, let's face it, well, I will not get into that, but uh, <laughs> people, were making, people, people were making a lot of money in our government on that heroin. And uh, the Taliban got in and knocked it down. We got in there and pushed the Taliban out of the way and uh, killed them. If they got in the way, we sent a lot of them to Gitmo, their, their leaders, which incidentally, one of these guys that led this, the fall of Afghanistan, right now we had in Gitmo for six years, and we let him out. Obama let him out and told him to be a good boy. Now he goes, okay. Well, <laughs> here we are. Which is, you know, but uh, Islam uh, does keep an orderly society. You have to you have to admit that and in some ways. They're better than ours now because uh, if the Taliban tells you don't do this and don't do that, and you decide to keep doing it, they're going to kill you. So they do believe in order. However, they also believe in false gods, and they tell lies to the people. And there is no freedom, per se, as we understand freedom. Uh, If I say that they're better than us in some ways, their government and their ideologies it's just because look how American people have abused their freedom. You know? <laughs> they don't they don't respect it, they yeah. don't love it. And they don't love and the so constitution. They're not educated, you know. Yeah, uh, they I mean it's been a slow process of communism taking hold in this country through the universities and through the colleges and the leadership and the betrayal that went on up at the top for money and blackmail. I mean, it's it's just terrible. America has fallen under the weight of its own corruption. And uh, now we're paying the consequences. And probably this whole thing started with the assassination of John Kennedy back in the 60s when that was never brought to justice and these guys got away with it. And these guys just been in control of the government ever since, them and their yeah. protégé. Then after 9 one I think they thought they could do anything they wanted to do because uh, that was completely done by elements of the U.S. government. And uh, the evidence of that is so overwhelming, it's just hard to look at. And uh, I think after they did that, they thought we could get away with anything. Now it's time to make our move. And... Uh, and the virus thing, that was the big move. And they're going to play that out to the bitter end. Unless the American people rebel against them. But, you know, if you, if you look at the American people out there and you go, you're not, you're not going to rebel. Most of you are going to do whatever you're told to do. And now look, they stuck some stuff in you that's going to take you out in a couple of years, half of you. But the other half they still got to contend with. So where this is going to go uh, we're basically, in a way, as far as our country, we're in uncharted territory. This is all new to us, but we will experience it. Either that or we can lay down and surrender and let whatever's going to happen is going to happen, but and that's, that's not me, and I don't think that's you and a lot of people that are listening right now. You can't do that. Can't
0: do that. Yeah, no We're called to take a stand and having done all the stand, stand therefore in the armor of God, wisdom, intelligence, revelation, uh, spirit led. Don, absolutely fascinating. I've got some calls that are coming in, probably want to respond to what we're talking about today. Uh, at least hopefully that's the case. Um, so you're welcome to stand by. Let me take this call right now coming in from area code 501 and say good morning. God bless you. Welcome to the broadcast on the air.
2: Good morning, Pastor. My name's Terry. I'm from Arkansas. Hello, Terry. I, uh, I'm about the wild man. And there was a—it's known as the Brother Bob prophecy about uh, about Islam coming to America and persecuting Christians. And it is—it is very hard to read. Because because he was he is to the point he's almost to the point of being graphic in the details as far as as far as uh, uh, lining people up out in front of churches. Don't let's say to get them to deny Christ, you'll either deny Christ or they'll kill you, or they'll throw you off. Or they'll ravish they'll ravish your women in front of you, and and yes Don't let's say and I often wonder. When I first read it, like I say, it's like 2008, many, many years ago. If that was a Somali population that was imported in, after that, since it never came about, now I'm wondering if it's going to be the Afghani Afghani Muslims that will do it, because you know, after every war, what do we do? We inflood our borders with so called refugees from these countries that that are not of our people. They do not have the they don't have the morals of our people. They don't have the religion of our people. They don't have our ideology. It makes it, it is really hard to watch how they are working so hard between the open borders and the influx we're gonna see now. No, will like the destruction
0: of our nation. You know, it's very true, Terry, because just last night I heard that both Texas and Wisconsin are preparing uh, refugee centers and that they have already begun the shipping or the, the flights out of Afghanistan, bringing people into Texas and Wisconsin. And from what I understand, there's a lot of people coming. So here you have people coming from Afghanistan, and only God knows how many infiltrations will be in that. We have an open border on the south where we have a tremendous influx, hundreds of thousands of people. The president said the other day millions will actually, by the time this is done, have infiltrated the United States. So uh, there's just a a stealth jihad, a stealth invasion, something, all under the guise of wanting to help people, which we fully understand. But uh, I do believe what's happening in Afghanistan With the release of the Taliban, it is a sign to terror cells all over the world to go forward with what they have been planning for years right now while there's been downtime. So um, it would not be surprising. We saw in Oklahoma City a few years ago a black Muslim man behead a uh, young white female, 54 years old in Oklahoma City, took her head right off. Um, so I, it is not surprising to me the things that will be coming upon our nation, and they are going to be terrifying. And you know, how do you prepare for that? You have to stay in the fear of the Lord, in the quiet rest and peace of God, and in His protection. We have a large percent percentage
2: of our population that doesn't believe in the fear of the Lord anymore. It's like, look okay. at how many are taking the clock shots. Yeah, I mean. And and even people in my own church, you know, I said, we have a godly, we have a godly, loving pastor. And these people have bowed down. They'd rather trust government than God. And hmm. I have a big problem with that. I really do. So, you know, it's not, but that's on a whole different subject. But Isaiah 13, chapter 13 talks about, talks about the sky will be darkened, the moon, and the stars won't shine. But you read down through it, he says it'll make man as scarce as fine gold, even the gold of ochre. And then it it goes on to describe the persecution that that men are going to have during that time, having their children killed and so forth. And I wonder if we're not seeing the preparation for fulfillment of that prophecy. And I do believe that, it's very, very possible if we can see the so we could see the tribulation start this year. The years of tribulation coming. I mean, we are just right on the edge of it. A day in Noah says Scripture says a day in, in Lord is a thousand years and a thousand years is a day. And we are we, we are breaking the seventh day since creation. we, we had six thousand years or six days since creation. We are approaching into the seventh day, and I believe we are fast approaching the coming judgment.
0: I think you're right on. I could not disagree with anything you just said. I We're on the same exact page, and um, that's why the awakening has to happen, and that's why in some cases the elimination of free speech to be able to tell what is coming to wake people up is getting restrained And uh, the restraint of the voice of truth around the world is uh, becoming very minimal. And so we we do the best we can while we can, and our hands are clean. We've we've told the truth from a biblical perspective, and that's all we can do, Terry. Amen. Yes, sir. uh, One last scripture. It says, uh, I,
2: I can't remember which one where it's at, but the word delusion is only used twice in the whole Bible. And said, I will, send, I will send a great delusion over them that they might believe a lie. I believe yeah, that's off talking about this uh, vaccine right now. Anyway, you talking- hey, give yourself a wonderful day, Pastor. I took enough of your time, and I'll be listening.
0: All right, Terry. Well, God bless you. You were talking about 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, the strong delusion that they will believe a lie. And what a great call. We appreciate that, Terry. And if you're out there today and you want to call in, Make sure you do. The number to call is 818-369-0326. I got Don is holding on, but I also have another call coming in from 479-366. Good morning. God bless you. Welcome to the broadcast. You're on the air.
1: Good morning. Um, What has come on my heart is um, the uh, the aspect of terror uh, on the womb, inside the womb of all the abortions that have taken place. And how could we not expect terror outside of the womb? Their blood is going to be avenged by Almighty God. And, you know, we just, how how can we not expect terror outside of the womb? I mean, it's, it, we haven't even begun to see.
0: Yeah, you wonder oh. how terrifying it was to one of those little babies in the womb yeah. that they showed all those pictures when the knife was going in and the brain was being crushed and then sucked out in the tube and the terror they felt and they squirmed. And yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess it's going to be pretty intense.
1: God bless you all. Thank you. All right.
0: Well, thank you for your comment. I all appreciate right. that. You're welcome. Uh, yeah. You, well, by the way, the young lady that just called in, was her name is Carla, She is the wife of Randolph, and we want to wish Randolph today a very happy birthday. And the Lord bless you, Randolph. I trust you're tuning in right now, and I pray that God has designed a day for you that will make it more special than ever before. May he give you the unction of the Holy Spirit to just enjoy everything that God does for you today. We love you and appreciate you, Randolph. God bless your heart. Uh, let me go back to uh, Brother Don here. Don, one of the things that you have talked about for years has been the retribution against the shedding of innocent blood in our land. Would you like to speak into that?
1: The two main things that God hates, hates is the shedding of innocent blood and the perversion of homosexuality, the sexual perversion of men. God says, I hate that. Now, there's a there's some other things he mentioned, but those are the two biggies. Uh, now, if uh, I'm not saying he hates the people that that do that, but those people become his enemy, and he will deal with them accordingly, and that has to be paid for, you know. And uh, our country is is paying for it. It's going to mm-hmm. keep paying for it. Actually. I don't know, that, that itself would be enough to destroy any society. And not only that, we spread that sin throughout the world. It's that we propagated it throughout the world, not just ourselves but with 80 million babies, 80 million destined human beings that God put here for a purpose. We murdered them and threw them right back in God's face. Uh, I don't think he's happy. Not at all. It's just bad alone. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, he's addressing it. Yeah, yeah absolutely, he is.
0: Hey, Don, uh, I got another call coming in. Hold on one second here. Let me bring this in. I think this is Brother Randolph calling in. Good morning, sir. How are you today? Welcome to the program.
3: Good morning. How you doing today?
0: I'm doing very good. How are you, sir? Happy birthday.
3: Why? Well, thank you so much. Hey, Don, how you doing?
0: Don's doing good. I got him on the mute button right now, but let me bring him into the broadcast. Hold on. So Don Amen. Randolph is saying hello.
1: Hey Randolph, happy birthday.
3: Why? Well, thank you, young man. Thank you. You, you know, you know what? I like to be able to speak into what both of y'all are saying. And Pastor Vincent, you already know about this. Can you, can you me, thank you. Thank um, you. I was. Uh, I, I, I spoke this to uh, to Pastor Vincent. About Ezekiel chapter twenty three about the two sisters, and it was something that was down up in there when, when um, I was reading that, and and if I can just pull it up real quick, it was something that um, that the younger sister had did that was more far worse than what her older sister had did, and God told him about it. God told them about what they were basically doing because they were under they were underneath God's hand, but they disobeyed for whatever reason and so and I was just kinda going I was going okay, and I was going, Lord, why are you showing me this and then Pastor Vincent had preached this last sunday um on on two things. First, the first one was up on Daniel, where he was being encouraged, and, and then the other one was the obedience of the obedience of the the individuals. And I was just going, "All right, all right." I was like, "You know, look." I was like, "You know what, Lord? All this is beginning to make sense. It, it's beginning to make sense, but there's there's something that we're we're missing. How come we're not really doing on what what?" you're how come we're not doing what you're telling us to be able to do all this stuff is happening um uh uh, last monday um a brother said you know what he goes you should have seen that video where where individual individuals in afghanistan where individuals are on the airport on the on the on the uh on the runway and they were they were blocking the plane to, for it to be able to take off. And when it did take off, several people, three people had basically fell off from the airplane from 2,000 feet. And I was saying, yeah, right. And then when I saw the video myself, I was like, what? That's That really had happened? Um, so I was going, wow. And the news media isn't, Showing this stuff like they did when when they were doing this in Vietnam, and and the reason why I'm saying that is because the only way that I saw this was off of a uh, off of a uh, a Mexican a Mexican um, news news broadcast, and I'm going why are they showing it and we're not? Why is it the news media isn't really telling us the truth? Why are they just telling us on what they want to hear? And then the Lord goes, you know what? They're being just like cattle, you know? Just because of that vaccine's out, they're shooting us up like cattle. I, I, how come they're not telling us where we're going and what we're doing? They're treating us like cattle. But I just wanted to say thank you to everybody who's listening, and, and I'll and, and I get off the air, okay?
0: Well, that's okay, and happy birthday, and thank you for sharing your thoughts. I know you come from a background, I've known you for a long, long time, and you came out of Seattle, San Diego, you were involved in uh, different things in your life, you got born again, you're you're working out your salvation, and we thank God that today you're alive, celebrating your 51st birthday. Uh, I would like to ask you a question. I want to ask you a question. I don't know if you can answer it or not. Um, and, and it just kind of ties into the conversation of this dream I had last night, things we've seen um, in our city streets in 2020, Randolph. You know, you used to, if I may speak freely, um, you used to kind of gangbang a little bit where you were from. You've been around and about. You know the, the, the kind of the mindset and everything. What do you think is going on right now in our young black men that are just kind of at that point of uh, releasing an expression uh, more violent than what we've possibly seen. How would, how do you address that? What is that?
3: The way that I can address it because everything's different now. Er, 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 and, and I'm going to be honest with you. Every Everything's different because it's, it's a different type of scene. Uh, we're basically I, my generation, let's just put it like this, just, and I'm speaking for myself and I take responsibility on what I'm saying. Uh when when I grew up, I I was looking for an authoritative figure for for me to move forward at that particular time. But I didn't know where to go. Okay, and, and I'm just addressing that part. Uh, now you got movie theaters, you got Netflix, you got you you got you got basically what I'm using right now. My my telephone and and, and my in and what my grandmother said you better get yourself out of the dream world and get into the get into the real world because because it's totally different which is which is apples absolutely is but i went into it and because i didn't know i didn't know what was created in the in the future or at that particular time i didn't understand it and people now just like what Daniel has said we we information is out there information is very quick very 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 quick i mean we can, i mean we can get up on google and google will tell us just about almost anything you know how to j- change diapers to how to um how to repair a gun i mean it's it's just like that but back then you know it was more of a mind game it was more of of uh uh, trying to trying to get trying to get um, what we want at that particular time. Uh, when I gang bang, we gang bang just just because we thought we was the best thing since sliced bread. You know, we thought we thought we was the man until we got into college or until we got into some type of military or we got into we got into something and we weren't the person that we thought we were. When we was in in high school, and long story short, it's back then it was more of a mind game. Now it's 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 not reality. It's deception. It's just straight okay. up deception.
0: So you would say then that basically it's an exploitation of youth. Uh, to kind of just because they're, you know, they're not in college, they're not getting families, they're not moving on in life. So it's an exploitation of youth to release that energy, that, uh, that, that violence that may be stirred up and for a cause uh, that may not even be a true cause, but that seems to be where uh, the exploitation is coming from. All right. Very
3: well said. Very well said. Yeah. Randolph. What did, look- let me let me let me let me add something else. Somebody has said some time ago. You know what? If we really had real father figures to be able to really teach us, if if our fathers were in, and and I'm not and I'm not blaming fathers themselves. I'm just blaming, you know, our forefathers way back in the days where. Some, some of us didn 't have the fathers that we that we had if they i 'm not saying if they trained us, but if they were around to be able to show us to, to, for us to be able to understand like our hev- heavenly Father is doing to us right now, maybe we we'll would be in a different circumstance. Than where where we was at at the beginning up to this point right now because as far as I'm concerned most of us are still acting still acting as if we as if we were still in high school or as if we was in children because I'm gonna tell you right now um, and on, on the TV screen yeah you can shoot somebody and then next thing you know it they're they're oh it's just a flesh wound but if you shoot somebody right now it's not a flesh wound they're dead.
0: Yeah. More violent times. No doubt about it, Randolph. Hey, man, I don't want to get your mind thinking about negative things on this day. It's your birthday. Praise the Lord. But thank you for reminiscing for just a moment, sharing some, you know, some insights as to what may be going on. And uh, thanks for releasing that. And God bless you. Yes. Amen. All right, do special Amen. things, my friend. Do special things. Uh, By the way, Randolph Kelly, thank you so much. God bless you, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. And again, wishing you a very happy day. Uh, Something interesting has happened in the last, oh, I guess, uh, uh, 10 minutes or so. Uh, Brother Don, we just got shut down off of YouTube. So obviously, some of the conversation we've been having has uh, created that uh, cause, which means that we are at a point on the super information highway where freedom of speech is supposed to be running rampant everywhere, but we uh, have said something about the vaccination, about the shot, about what it does, and because it's so uh, important to whoever it is that's running these things, uh, not to say anything negative against it, obviously making yourself a potential domestic terrorist because you don't agree with it, um, but this is how quickly, I mean, we're talking just seven, eight minutes, nine minutes, and all of a sudden, you're off some kind of global YouTube um, network, and uh, that's how quick things are being taken away. Don.
1: Yeah, it's the Nazis running around with their radio trucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just For had World sure. War II. You know, Randolph was talking about that big C-5A uh, airplane that that uh, took off with those people clinging onto it. Yeah. they only tell you what they want you to know. Uh, I've seen those things land. They're huge. and they're, it, It's unbelievable how big they are and the noise they make when they're landing and taking off. But what they didn't tell you about that, and once again, it's how the press hides things from what they don't want you to know. That aircraft had to do an emergency landing in another country because they couldn't retract the landing gear. They couldn't put it down. And the reason they couldn't put it down is when they closed it, there was a body in there that got crushed, and uh, they couldn't put the landing gear down because of that body that was in the wheel well. Now, see, they never tell you that stuff. They don't tell you what they don't want you to know. They only tell you what is nice, now if trump would have, would have been President when that happened, you would have heard about every bit of it, but instead, all you hear is what they want you to hear because of who's in that White House right now that they like that was put there by the powers that control them man, I thought, that, man. I thought that I thought that was classic exactly it is what I'm talking. Very good.
0: And uh, listen, it's 1030. I've got to get running. Uh, Brother Don Huddle, thank you for joining me on the air today. As always, appreciated The pearls, the nuggets. God bless you. And uh, we'll talk to you real soon.
1: Yes, sir. Good talking to you too, fast
0: All right. Thank you, sir. All right. We're going to be running right now to everybody on Facebook, YouTube. Listen, we will be broadcasting on Rumble and Brighton. We have those accounts already set up. We're learning how to use the platform. You could be listening every day on omegaradio.org, omegaradio.org. One of the tabs is watch live, and you could watch or listen on omegaradio.org. So we will have those platforms. Uh, YouTube obviously is paranoid about anybody disagreeing with them, and they, don't, they think it's a crime to have a different opinion, And so we just see that their fruit is truly exposed for what it is. Uh, It's kind of uh, just one-sided point of view. And uh, they call that the information superhighway where everybody has an opinion. But this, mm -mm, no good. So we'll be saying uh, goodbye to uh, YouTube. That's not a problem for us. And uh, we'll just keep broadcasting as long as we can, wherever we can. So stay tuned. You could always find us at omegaradio.org. Make sure you go to our website at nwmglobal.org. All of these different information um, uh, outlets where you could find and follow us if you choose to do so. So I'm going to leave it there. I believe it was a very prophetic day. Proverbs chapter one. Don't forget it, what it said. Uh, fear is coming upon this nation, but you could be spared from it through your faith in Jesus Christ and taking heed to the word of God. Um, there is there, there are images that eyes will see that will strike terror in their hearts, and hearts will melt all over this earth. Don't let it happen to you regardless. Stay close to the heart of Jesus. Make sure you're not doing anything foolish, and um, I'll do the same. Okay? We'll see you tomorrow, Lord willing, with bells on. This is Pastor Vince saying goodbye right now on Omega Radio, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. There's a roundtable discussion. So if you go to omegaradio.org and listen live, Patricia Joy Xavier, she wrote a book called Deliverance the Christian Bill of Rights, is talking about some very intense things. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless everybody. And thanks for tuning in. Shalom.